This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's fuck this shit. Are you drinking? Uh, hell yeah, I'm drinking. I'm drinking seltzer. Oh, wow, I'm drinking alcoholic seltzer. <laughs> oh, I love that stuff. It's so good. Wait, what flavor is it? So um, I my recommendation to you and also Puck Bunny's listeners is to get the Spike Seltzer and not the White Claw because Spike Seltzer has uh, 1% more alcohol in it. Ooh, very important. Okay, wait. This is a very good tip, actually. Yeah, because white. Claw, I do like that stuff better. White claws. I like. like I don't. I don't like white claws much. I like the spiked seltzer. I also think it might be cheaper. It is cheaper. <laughs> yeah, because for whatever reason, like white claw is like the choice of losers. I am drinking unspiked seltzer. It's been drift. It's grapefruit i just bought like a full case of it on amazon i don't like spindrift that much like oh i really do it tastes like the ghost of juice you know what i mean yeah i think that's the kind of the point of seltzer unless there's alcohol in it but it's not like seltzer it's like there's juice in there too i don't know this stuff is really good it's like my favorite so far i like it more than Lacroix. I know this is what people tune in for is my product recommendations. To hear two white girls talking about seltzer drinking. Audrey, hi. How are you? Um, I'm pretty good. It's you know, it's been a long week. Um, but I had a great time at the game last night, which we'll get into. Yeah. But how are you? How's your week going? I'm 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 doing pretty good. I'm gonna hockey's back, baby. Hockey is back. I was gonna talk about my life, but I don't want to talk about that right now. No, no, it's okay. What do you want to talk about? Let oh us, no, let's no, talk through no. Some I things. actually like I come let's... to this to get away from my life. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my life is not going relatable right now. But uh... deeply relatable. <laughs> it's fine. We have this. Again, we can shove all our emotions into a sport that we are so far removed from that it makes no real sense that we put all these parts of ourselves Audrey onto it. and I had like a night about two nights ago where we just watched like three hours worth of like NHL like videos, like not even playing. Yeah. Like they were just answering questions. Yeah, like from this year's media day, like all those videos are now starting to come out, like on various social platforms. So we just watched those and um, reacted, stalked people on Instagram. And uh, that's about uh, where we're at mentally. (laughs) Yeah, like we got like five new crushes each. I now. Oh, my God. If you have any way that I can contact Dylan Larkin, please. Oh, Christine is really into Dylan Larkin. I think he has a wife. I, I don't think he has a wife. 
Well, it's just a girlfriend. He's also age appropriate, I think. He is? Um, see how old Dylan I know we have I know we have followers slash listeners in Detroit. And I know one of you can get Christina in touch with Dylan Larkin. I firmly believe this. Who do you want to be put in touch with, Audrey? You know. You know who I want to get in touch with. The viewers don't know. Um, here's the thing. I would drop everything in my life and move to Colorado for Tyson Berry. You're obsessed. Who is just, he's just a sweet boy. And I love him. You're like tearing up right now. I love him. Just thinking about him makes me happy. I got home. I was staring outside at the rain and thinking about Tyson Berry. <laughs> I looked up Dylan Larkin. He is 22 years old. That's that's pretty young. That's pretty young. But you know that's what? Than me. If there's grass on the field, it's it's time to play hockey. It's time to play ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's time to, you know, kick the puck around All right, this or whatever. Is, this is getting depressing. What are we talking about this week? So this week, our followers and listeners took pity on us after listening to us bitch about watching the Leafs. Um, we were pretty pissed. Us, it was a boring game. Let us watch the Vegas Golden Knights play the Washington Capitals last night. And who which was, was there? Which was a really fun game. Oh, I, it was me. Oh, my I God. Were you game. there? Oh, my God. I had no idea. I was, I was <laughs> freaking out. I was trying not to, like... I was trying to be very chill and cool about it, like, all week. Um, But my friend got free tickets through work to go to the game and the seats were literally like five rows behind the caps bench so terrible like Like, to watch the game totally fine like totally totally fine like normal day (laughs) obviously normally when i go to games i pay like 25 dollars and sit in the 400s and throw shit and like fight with people um but i had to like have some decorum wow Last night, I had some class. Finally, I like wore makeup to the game because I was like, "Uh oh, what if, what if we're gonna be on TV?" Like at some point, I was like, "We're too, we're too close to the bench." <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the uh, the game. The game. Here's the thing. Give me your impressions. These are two just wonderful, like two teams that are just imbued with this joyful energy. Yes. Like they're both so much fun to watch. Like obviously, I was rooting for the Caps. But this was the third game on the Knights, like, road trip in the East. They played, um, like, they're playing Pittsburgh tonight. Yeah. They played, I think, the Rangers, like, two nights ago. How many games have they lost, Audrey? All of them. Aww. They lost all of them. I'm really sad for them right now. I think they lost their home opener. And it's just, I mean, like, we'll get into this in a little bit. Yeah. But, like... I like it when they win because it makes the right people mad. Mm-hmm. And also, like, there's just some great dudes on that team. Yeah. That it's impossible not to root for. They're sweeties. Yeah, they're a bunch of sweeties. So last night, we won 5-2. to two. It was it was very exciting. It was a good game. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was a great game. I thought it was pretty obvious that the Caps were going to win from the start. I mean, it was just dominant. Like, Koozie was dominant. Oh my god! Oh my god! Our little, our little goblin king. man, our little uh, goblin king, my little witch boy. Oh my god! He's so little. He looks so little on screen. Is he little? But he's not. No, 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 no. I mean, like none of them are little, except like Jonathan Marcheseau and Nathan Walker. Yeah, like they're all out there skating around, and Jonathan Marcheseau is just out there being short. And when I say short, he's five nine. Like he's my height. That's like pretty average, but like compared to everybody else. He's a little guy. But he's so fast. He is fast. He's, he's a great player. We won 5-2. I will say that 
the Knights played really like I think the Knights played better than they have in any other game this season I think it was like a pretty even matchup I just think there was a lot of dumb luck like they had at least two or three uh attempts where a puck went off the post yeah where they they could have you know another half a millimeter and they could have scored I think they played really well their forecheck is so strong. Like just their de- like their defense. I think they're really working on. They just don't have like nobody has it yet right now. It's like I mean, right obviously still in preseason. Like the first ten yeah. games, like nobody this has is still the idea. fake. This is still fake hockey. Here's God, my thing they're though. They're so fast. Yeah. My the the thing I see, and I think this is gonna be like sort of a storyline of the season, is I don't think Flurry. I don't think he can do it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how he's going to do. I mean, just because, like, his record's been so spotty in the past, I don't think that we're going to have a clear feel for how he's going to do all season until, like, we get to that point. The good, I think the good thing about them is that they do have, Malcolm Subban is their mm-hmm. backup. And I think he's, he's starting their game tonight against uh, Pittsburgh. So, like, we'll see how he does tonight. I, I mean, like, I think they have strong, they have a strong goalie lineup. Yeah. Because last year... I think they're top at like Marc Andre Fleury got injured, Malcolm Subban was injured, and I think they had to go to their third and fourth reserve goalies. They're barely goalies, and they were fine. Like they did great. <laughs> this proves my theory that goalies don't really matter. <laughs> Six million dollar man, Marc Andre. I don't know. Did you see the Braden Holtby save last night where he literally sat on the puck? I did see that. Like, come on. He he had a lot of really great saves. Like he he had, he had some great saves. He had a couple off his skate, which were I always love those. Yes. I so here's my real theory about what's going on with Vegas. So it has been eight games since Imagine Dragons performed. Oh, this is such a good theory. Yeah. This is the Dave Lozo theory. I think it's right. I think it's correct as well. So it's been eight games. It's been. It's been eight games since since Imagine Dragons performed on the ice in Vegas. I think they need it again. No, I think they've lost every game since then. Get Imagine Dragons out there! They've got to turn it around somehow. They need to cancel that that bad energy out yeah. with something else. But it, it's just sort of striking to compare it to last season. I, I wasn't watching last season, so I'm, you know, I read this. But, you know, Vegas won eight out of nine games. Like, the, the first, they won their first eight games. Yeah, it was insane. Then, I mean, like, off, like I wasn't watching them in the beginning of the season either because I was like, LOL, like, this expansion team. Like, I don't know who any of these people are except for Nate Schmidt, my darling boy. Our doper. I think that's also yes. a factor is that, like, Nate Schmidt is suspended. He's suspended for, I don't know, 18 more games or something like that. And he's going to be back in the middle of November. So I think, like, that's also a factor is, like, he's one of their best defensemen and he's not playing. So... Uh, there's that. I, I have faith that they're going to improve. I think losing on road trips is tough, especially when you're a Western Conference team doing like a big East Coast swing. Like, it's kind of tough to keep that energy up. But like, I don't know. Like, I'm not I'm not so much of an optimist because they made offseason moves. Like they added Max Kakio Ipechi. <laughs> just not his name. Max Pecci ready. Who? is extremely cute in person i will say he's still very cute in person yeah he's a little cutie (laughs) and they added paul stasny who's now out with a injury he didn't play last night he's gonna be out they don't know they don't know how long he's gonna be out but cody eakin who they moved up Mm -hmm. uh like i think 
last night was his season debut. Like he scored that beautiful wraparound goal where he came in from it the back beautiful. and just swatted it in. And I was like, damn, that was classic. The boys <laughs> it was, it was were a little rowdy nice. last night. I will say. I was the ex- boys were a little rowdy, but not as rowdy as I expected them I to wanted, be. I wanted them to fight. I'm really scared of Ryan Reeves is what I took away from this He's a big game. dude. He's so large and just seeing him on the ice like slamming into the glass I was like I am afraid of you and like that's good fun fact about Ryan Reeves is that he also has uh he has a side hustle and it is making beer of course he has like a beer label uh which I think is fun I would like to try it Ryan Reeves if you ever hear this please send me a free case and I will review it it will be positive (laughs) whenever we go whenever we go to Vegas we'll get some Ryan Reeves beer yes That would be so fun. So, yeah. But anyway, that was my main takeaway is that the thing is, like, he was getting a little rowdy. Like, they were all getting a little punchy, like, starting at the end of the second period. I totally get that. It was like Brett Connolly. There was just a lot of jostling, like, because there was a lot of goalie interference into jostling each other type situations, which is, like, very classic. There were no, like, you know, no gloves were dropped last night, which I was, which I was surprised about. And I think, again, if Tom Wilson had been there, shit would have hit the fan, especially because there was that big, who landed that big hit on Brooks Orpik? Carrier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrier yeah. um, was punchy. Yeah, like halfway through the first period, he landed like a huge hit on Brooks Orbeck, who, if you didn't know, is the oldest guy <laughs> on the Caps. Did you hear so, that? Like, I mean, like, it looked like loud. It was like, everybody was like, because <laughs> <laughs> he went down and he didn't get back up. So yeah. like, that was tough. And also like, everybody knows that Brooks is old. And by old, I mean, like, relatively speaking, he's like, you know, 37, 38. Like, I would still fuck Brooks Orbeck. Yeah, obviously. Duh. <laughs> They took him off the ice and he didn't come back for the rest of the first period. And I was like, fuck, that sucks. Um, But he was back on the ice for the second period, like totally fine. And I think that if he, if Tom Wilson had been playing, I think they would have landed that hit on Carrier and Tom would have dropped gloves with him immediately. And then it would have been like a whole Ryan Reeves, Tom Wilson thing. And there would have been a lot of drama and Ah, I would have gotten home. I I would have gotten home much later than I did last night, which would have made me more tired today. So I'm kind of glad it didn't happen. But there was like a kind of a little altercation between Ryan Reeves and Devontae Smith-Pelly, which I was like clutching my my poor friend Maya. She's like not like a hardcore hockey fan, but I was just like clutching her shoulder and she was like, what's going on? Are they going to fight? Are they going to fight? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I feel like DSP could take Ryan Reeves. Like they are roughly the same size. Yeah, they're both big boys. I would have loved to see that. That would have been really exciting. That would have trembled the earth. Yeah, but it didn't happen. The refs separated them and we just like kept playing. So that was, you know, whatever. But yeah, I totally understand them getting a little punchy. Three losses so far on a road trip is is tough. I understand the frustration. And especially because like Max Pacioretty scored last night Mm -hmm. and it it was like 4-3. And then the Caps contested the goal. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they took it away. (laughs) They contested the goal because it was offsides. Like the puck was was offsides. It was clearly offsides. That's demoralizing because mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, bullshit. Audrey just wants both teams to have a good time. She wants them both to win. I want them to go out and have a good time and make friends and come away feeling proud of themselves. That's all I want. That's all I want them to <laughs> I will have say the Caps Real have a lot cancer of really hours great goals. right now. 
Oh, they played the hits last night. Oh, it, there was classics. absolutely played the hits. There's a koozie goal. There's, There's a Backstrom, Backstrom goal. Nicole, a koozie, koozie to Backstrom. Ovi. Uh, Ovi, Ovi twice, oh. and the TJ Oshie empty net goal was oh, just whoo. The Ovi goal was beautiful because he just like fucking slammed it in like from from Ovi Island. From his office, yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> from his office, just four stand-up boys. Mm, I love our boys. My four dads. So it was a very classic Caps game. I was reading something today that was like, if there had been a game six, this is what it would have looked oh, like. I wish. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know about that, but I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just feel like they're all my dads. I feel like they're all my brothers. I feel like they're my boyfriends too. They're all my boyfriends. They're also all my sons. That's, it's <laughs> fine. Like it's not incesty at all to say that. Uh, it's no. just... I, I can't explain it. If you're a girl yeah. hockey fan, you understand. I'll never meet these people. No. It's fine for me to develop a really insane, weird emotional attachment to them for no reason. Unless this podcast really blows up, then we're never going to meet any of these people. So, yeah. So hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> we do want to go to Vegas to see the Golden Knights play for many reasons. But we should talk about like who they are as a team. We could do a quick primer on the Golden Knights. So, the Vegas Golden Knights are a new team. They uh, first played in the 2017-2018 season. They are an expansion team. Brand spanking new. Yep. Uh, so Which has not team, happened very often. Yeah. Uh, is It's a brand new team. It's not someone from like who moved a team to another city. This is like a brand new it's team. It's born out of Gary Bettman's womb. <laughs> yeah. So what they did this is earth. Uh, they did an expansion draft, which means that every team had every team in the NHL had like a certain number of players that they could protect. So that caused some awkward moments. It did. Honestly, Vegas really, I mean, so like hockey GMs are stupid. Wow. Kyle Dubas is going to hear this and not be pleased that you're uh, shitting sorry. on him. My, my <laughs> husband, but I mean, he actually, he, I mean, he protected the right players. But anyway, so a lot of teams like did not make super smart choices about who they wanted right. to protect. So basically, yeah, they could either, they could either protect like a certain amount of players from each position. Mm-hmm. So they could protect seven of their forwards, like three defense players and one goalie, or they could protect one goalie and eight eight randos like whoever they wanted but they had to like release these lists to the nhl by a certain date um so all the players knew who was protected and who wasn't which is like that's good the nhl burn book (laughs) the ultimate who's hot who's not list so basically vegas was a team of quote-unquote rejects uh, some of them yeah. were not, I mean, some of them are good players. Like Jonathan Marchessault just was, played for the Florida Panthers. And he was like, he had scored like 46 goals the season before. It was really dumb for them to not protect him. Yeah, they made some good choices in that Vegas invested in a lot of players who just weren't meeting their potential mm-hmm. in their respective places. So yeah, like Bill well, or William Carlson. Jonathan Marchessault, yeah. Yeah, well, like, Bill Carlson led the Knights in scoring last Mm -hmm. year. Like, he had upwards of 40 goals, and he scored less than half of that when he was with Columbus. Yeah. So they kind of, like, nurtured these under like these more underachieving players and like gave them the ice time and the exposure that they actually needed to get really good. Alex Tech is another one. He was he was from Minnesota and I think Minnesota probably should have protected him because he he's been really good. They're all like, oh fuck. <laughs> now yeah, like, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. 
But here's the thing. It's like nobody really knows if they're going to be able to replicate their success because it was so unprecedented. And because you don't really know how much of their season was just people not knowing what to expect. There were also a lot of emotional factors at play. Like for starters, this is the first sports franchise that Vegas has ever had ownership of. They've never had a sports team of their own before. And a lot of what the Knights have done is, you know, in this town that is totally driven by like tourists and out of towners, they've been like, we're Vegas's team. We belong to the people who live here. So, I mean, like, that's a brilliant marketing choice, first of all. But second of all, right before the season started last October was the shooting at that um, festival on the Strip. And all these players had been in town for, like, a month. And then this awful thing happens. And so mm, I think a couple days after the shooting, they had a big open practice. And then afterwards, they all went all over the community. It was amazing. They were, like, meeting with first responders. They went to the hospital and, like, met with people who were still in the hospital. They started this big, like, charitable donation drive, Mm -hmm. donated blood and, like, all this stuff. And then their opening night, Derek England, who's one of their defense men. And who has the most fucked up spelled name I've ever seen. Yeah, he's there's just a lot of consonants doing a lot of work <laughs> yeah. in that name. There's like a stray Y. There's two L's. There's like, a lot if going you, on. If you, if you hear the name Derek England, it's like, and then you see that. Yeah, it's spell like not... it the opposite of how it sounds. Yeah. Exact opposite. <laughs> um, but what's crazy about him is that he had been living in Vegas for like the last decade because he, when he played in the lower leagues... Mm-hmm. He was in a, like a Vegas franchise team or whatever. So he had been living there in the off season, And so he came out at the beginning of the game and gave this speech to like 20,000 people who are in the stadium for opening night. And it's Watch really good. Watch the YouTube video. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. And it's really sweet, especially knowing that like he'd never done that before. The most people he's probably ever like talked to is like his team. Yeah. So that was became like a real rallying cry and that like started the whole like we are Vegas strong thing. And they really like carried that message through the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a ton of really great pieces that if you're interested in reading, I would recommend reading about like how the Knights kind of brought this city together. And- it's a fairy tale. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a beautiful narrative. And and it's not just a narrative. I mean, they yeah, were great. it's very were sincere. Very it's very sincere. Like, yeah. it's awesome. And that's the thing is that they were fucking good like right away yeah they didn't they didn't just like end up in the stanley no one ends up in the stanley cup finals just randomly right they were an amazing team they won 34 of their first 50 games insane yeah no people expected them to win 15 do you know how many the caps won their first season as an expansion team Uh, how many 11 (laughs) they won 11 games total that year 11 games they were bets like that like they were gonna win 15 games yeah and then, of course, like, after they started winning, people were getting pissed. They, they People started going, oh, this isn't fair. The expansion draft wasn't fair. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. All the rules were to benefit. And I'm like, don't you want them to be competitive? Don't you want to be playing against good teams? So I will play a little bit of devil's advocate because... Ooh. Slip that fedora on, why don't you? <laughs> Milady. He did pay, what, $500 million? $500 million. That is just an unimaginable amount of money to me. The other thing about this that I I sort of get that like, oh, it's not fair is there's going to be another expansion team and Vegas gets to be exempt from that expansion draft. 
which yes. I think is a little bit bullshit. At that point, it's like, okay, enough time has passed that. Yeah, that's not going to be till 2020, right? Yeah. Like, come on, that's not fair. Come on, man. Yeah. I know it feels soon, but like, there's it's like two more soon. seasons in between now and then. People bitch about it all the time. The thing is, they, they got good and they kept getting better and they kept setting records for expansion teams. And then they, in the Pacific Division, the division that they're in, they were in first place starting at like the end of December. And that lasted until they won the title in March. It's insane. And then they, you know, went to the Stanley Cup Finals, played the Caps. It was an incredible series. And then Imagine Dragons performed and they started losing. <laughs> they were tired. They were they were some tired boys. Yeah. Yeah. So they have a lot to prove this season. And I, I, think, I think that pressure is getting to them a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And I totally understand. I, I get the, if there's a sophomore slump for mm-hmm. them. I would completely understand just because like the momentum and the velocity that they keep it going. No, like from last season, that was incredible. And so I think also people are probably going to uh, be like, oh, like they suck now. They suck. They suck. I don't I don't think they're going to suck. I think they're going to be average to good. I think I mean, there's no way that the Sharks don't finish first in the Pacific. Like there's just Arizona Coyotes. Oh, honey. Write it down. (laughs) I'll tattoo that to myself. Listen, they they beat the Ducks last night. Whoa! They beat the, the Ducks, Ducks last night. <laughs> Stanley Cup contenders, the Anaheim Ducks. Anytime the Coyotes beat anybody, it's a big deal for me. So Yeah. But anyway, like I was talking about real hockey. <laughs> oh my god. There is no That's way so that the Sharks rude. aren't first in the Pacific. Uh, so like I don't really think that they can really compete with that, but we'll see. We'll see. And those are the Knights. We love I them. think they're a team that you should get into. Especially if you're a new fan. Yeah. They're fun. Their their social media is also very good. They have the best pre-show. They have like the only pre-game show. It's amazing. It's literally medieval times <laughs> like on steroids. It is so dope. The guy who designs their pre-game shows used to work for the WWE. And you can tell. Yeah, it totally makes sense. It's awesome. It is so uniquely Vegas. And I love it. If you're a hater, fuck off. Don't listen to this podcast. Don't listen. Hockey should be fun. It's a game. Love them. Good boys. Let's talk about bad boys. Let's talk about the Oilers. <gasps> bad boys. Not even like fun bad boys, but like... This is a labor podcast now. It is. So the Edmonton Oilers did a bad thing this week. They crossed a picket line. They're scabs. Yeah, so they're uh, across the U.S. right now. There's a protest going on for people who work in hotels. Like this is like the staff. I think it's what the Marriott, right? Or it's it's multiple. Is it multiple chains? It's multiple chains. Yeah, oh, because okay. I hear them. I hear them in Chicago all the time. So they're protesting a low pay, uh, unsafe work environment. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they protest outside of the hotels that they they work for. And uh, were they in Boston? Yes. So they, yeah. I think they got into town too, like to, like the game is tonight. Mm-hmm. And so I think they got in, they must have gotten into town two days ago. And um, yeah, there's these like really not great looking pictures of them, like all going into the hotel with all Sheepish. their Oilers gear on. And like, they're trying not to look like at any, they're trying not to make eye contact with anybody. And here's the thing: not every hotel is protesting. Like they could have gotten enough, they could afford. To they go to could a have hotel. stayed literally anywhere else, but they didn't. Well, also the shitty thing is that 
this is the hotel that the Yankees also stayed at earlier in the week when they were playing the Red Sox, um, because apparently baseball is still going on. Who knew? I didn't know. They are in my neighborhood <laughs> now since the Cubs lost. <laughs> Christina hates the Cubs. I hate them so much. She hates Cubs fans. That's <laughs> She hates the Cubs. I do. I also hate the Cubs. So my thing about this is that this is why you need somebody on your staff who's a PR person with a background in political science, a.k.a. me. You should hire me. Like Edmonton, you should hire me. You don't um, want to move to Edmonton. For your front office. Honestly, at this point, I would move literally anywhere that you is say not that. Washington, D.C. You say that. Audrey all the time. Audrey talks about how much she wants to move away from D.C. I send her job postings hourly in Chicago, and she's like, oh, no, I never, I would never live in the Midwest. I would never move to the Midwest. Yeah. Um, I will remember also like two weeks ago, I was like, I'm going to move to Calgary. Like it's gorgeous there. And then literally last week it snowed like six inches there. It was the first week of October. And I was like, well, fuck that. Part pass. <laughs> Audrey will no, never leave DC. No, book thank it. you. Yeah, I'll probably die here. It's fine. So the thing about this strike is like, it's so easy not to do this. And yet here we are. They don't care. I mean, that's 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 really, a thing. That they don't have to care. Even if they knew, would they care? No, probably not. But that is why that you should have somebody. You should have somebody whose job is to look for these things. They, I mean, they might have. I just don't think that they would have done anything different. Read the room, guys. Just read the room. Do you want to talk more about unions? We're a union podcast now. We're a union podcast, and yeah. some, someone else has been bad. You want to talk about Austin Watson? Well, first, let's talk about the fucking banner situation. Oh my god, in Nashville. yeah. This is going to be a dunking on the Nashville Predators podcast episode. They deserve it for several reasons that have become clear in the last like 72 hours. So, first of all, the Predators had a banner drop this week uh, revealing they, that they are regular season Western Conference champions, which is like not a real thing. Like, they basically, like, had a banner that said we were the number one seed uh, from the West in the playoffs, which is ridiculous. Okay, so they had three banners. One was for being the Central Division champions. The other one was for winning the President's Trophy, which means that you scored the most goals in your season. Cool. Like, out of the league. And the third one was for, and they had to do a lot of work with the font sizing here to make all these words fit on the banner. Regular season Western Conference champions 2017 to 2018. <laughs> Which means nothing. It means they were the one seed. Did the banner makers just accidentally make two white banners? And then they were like, well, we've already paid for this. So we got to put some text on here. So I looked it up. Uh, a lot of teams do this. Yeah. And we should still make fun of them because it's ridiculous. Yeah, but, like, it's real dumb. Having like a whole banner drop thing is very silly. It's really silly. Because they're a good team. They're probably, they're, I mean, Stanley Cup contenders this year. So it's just like, it felt very self-congratulatory to do this. Also, it's bad for the environment. It is. Um, so another thing about their banner raising ceremony is that much like the Tom Wilson situation uh, <laughs> last week, Austin Watson, who uh, plays for the Preds and is currently suspended, skated out with the rest of the team. Full pads. For their banner raising ceremony. Yeah, full pads. The difference between Tom Wilson and Austin Watson, though, is that Austin Watson is currently suspended for, for unsportsmanlike conduct off the ice. A.K.A. There was an incident 
over the summer where he and his girlfriend were in a car at a gas station and a man overheard slash saw him like shoving her and not letting her out of the car. And so he like flagged down a cop car, which was passing Mm -hmm. and the cops came and marks all over she she had marks on her chest she had like a mark on her thigh um she said something about like she didn't want them to take him into custody she started freaking out about like his job she was basically like told the cops that he was a professional athlete and was like please don't do this think of the big asterisk yeah they have a two-month-old son yeah they have a child yeah he was taken into custody and was released on bail and then there was a hearing he pled no contest. Like, he basically had to do some community service. He had to do an alcohol awareness class uh, and yes. then do counseling. And then there was a hearing with the league where Gary Bettman decided that he should be suspended for 23 games? A lot. Uh, keep in mind, again, this is like total false equivalency. So, like, don't read anything into this. But Tom Wilson suspended for a hard hit for 20 games versus a domestic violence related suspension which has now been reduced breaking news right before we went in to record this is that an arbitrator i guess was working with the players association slash the nhl okay this is some legal stuff i'm a yes lawyer. thank you so the nhl players association represents all all like nhl players it's, it's a union So they contested the suspension and like everyone freaked out because it was like, well, he got suspended for beating his wife. Like, why are you going to contest that? They're legally required to grieve this kind of thing. Like grieving is whenever you, whenever you contest like any discipline that's handed down from your boss. So he basically grieved it. He went down from like 20 something to 14, I think. 18. 18. Because whenever you get suspended, it's not just you don't get to play. Yeah, he knocked like five or seven games off. Like, you don't get paid. You don't get paid. Yeah. So it's it's not just like, oh, I have to ride the bench. Boo. You're like, you're, it's, you're suffering material consequences. Which, like, cry me a fucking river when you're making over a million dollars per year. But The whatever. other big asterisk to this is that the NHL is the only big league sport in the U.S. that does not have a domestic violence policy. Yes. So of the top four, so there's baseball, basketball, football, and hockey. Bringing up the rear. <laughs> yep. We're still here. We're here in the back. Guys, love guys, love us, please. please like our sport. They are the only one that does not have any, any policy on domestic violence, domestic assault. And neither of us are trying to say that the NFL, NFL, NBA, or what do you call MLB. it? MLB. MLB. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are like, are, they're wonderful in terms of like. Oh, yeah, like, come the fuck on. No, they're not. (laughs) They're all bad. But it's just that one is more worse (laughs) than the others. It's showing that there's no policy. And it's disappointing to see as, I mean, both of us are female fans of the sport. Yes, and I think it's fair to say that both of us have been in abusive relationships slash have been assaulted at times in the past, which I Mm -hmm. think is the reality for the vast majority of women. Mm -hmm. And and I I mean, like, you know, not to bring up everything else that's happening in the world, but at this particular time, it's like really shitty to see this happen. It's shitty and just incredibly disappointing. You know, like for a league and like the NHL is they're trying to like bring more fans into the sport and like they're succeeding. But and like, you know, a lot of this is doing outreach to like female fans. And this is this is clearly not the way to do it. 
Yeah. Not taking it seriously. Not having a policy. It's a fucking bummer. Austin Watson, you're a piece of shit. You're trash, dude. It's fitting that you play for the Predators, because you probably are one. Boom! Got him! <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's like a shitty thing that happened this week. But I do... Here's my positive thing for this week. Have you watched the Canes' new end-of-game celebration? It's so cute! It's so cute. I love them. So the Canes had like a really hard year last year. They were really bad. They've been struggling for a little bit because they've been like trying to go through a rebuild and they've they're in a tough hockey market. Like nobody in North Carolina cares about hockey. Their like owner threatens to move their team to Houston like yeah, once a week. Yeah. And so they they just had a tough season. They made a lot of changes over the summer. It looks like, you know, they're gonna be making some strides forward this year. Doggy. And they got a new captain, my sweet father, Justin Williams. He's a sweetie. Oh, he's such a cutie. He is their new captain. He used to play for the Caps. And he came up with a new post-game goodbye to the fans slash celebration for when <laughs> they so win. It's so cute. It's so cute. Which involves, and when you have like 30 white guys involved in anything. Who are dumb. The most daring thing you can do is involve some sort of synchronized clapping in yeah. your <laughs> celebration. <laughs> so they like come out and they like do like a stick salute to the fans which like a lot of people do but they're all on on the line on the center line yeah and then they like they play some song and they like all do this slow clap all uh, off sync synchronized in like extreme air quotes here and then <laughs> so this is the first time this happened i think was they beat the rangers maybe four days ago mm-hmm. and so justin williams is like come on he like gestures them on and then they all skate as fast as they can down to one end of the ice and slam into the glass which is like a classic you know when you score like your first nhl goal Mm -hmm. that's a a lot of little babies do that and so um one of their players that game had scored his first nhl goal and done that as a celebration so they all did it at the end of the game so cute I hope no one concussed themselves doing that because they hit the glass very hard. They did it again last night and because they won, they beat the Canucks and they Beating. did it again. And like their fans are already so into it. Baby. It's so nice because it's fun and it's supposed to be fun. And that's like what Justin Williams said. Somebody asked him about it. And he said, you know, this is how we make a living, but we, it's also a game. We know this yeah. is supposed to be fun. I would love to be in, like, the players' meeting where he was like, yeah, you know what we're going to do? We're going to clap together, and then we're going to smash our faces on the eye, on the, uh... Clap together? No! That's gay! <laughs> Anything with that! Anything with that! <laughs> Honestly, like, my real thing about hockey is, like, fuck people who say that you shouldn't have fun and, like, you should just be aggressive and masculine and, like, not show your emotions. Fuck off. It's 2018, for Christ's sake. I want to see a bunch of hot puppies playing Wrestling. (laughs) I want to see them wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. This is Puff Bunny's mentality. I want to see them playing. Again, I want them to go out and have fun. That's all I want. (laughs) Oh, it was so great. Should we take some calls? Hey, Puck Bunnies. This is uh, James from Wyoming. Uh, First-time listener, long-time caller. Hey, I'm just calling to, in reference to your discussion last episode about things being thrown on the ice, um, specifically rats in Florida. And I just want to say, you know, respectfully, I disagree. Throwing rats on the ice is awesome. It kicks ass. It's goon shit. It's exactly what being a hockey fan is about. 
Um, it's not as cool as throwing catfish on the ice, which is what Predators fans do. Um, but it's definitely cooler than throwing octopus on the ice. That's an outdated tradition. It doesn't make sense anymore that you're still a fan of Detroit Red Wings. Uh, you should probably give up and watch a different sport like football. Uh, maybe something better uh, suited to your taste like uh, competitive relay swimming, uh, underwater basket weaving. These are all sports that you should take up if you're a Detroit Red Wings fan. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Bye. Wow. Thank you. Defending the rat throwing is like a bold stance. I think that James just likes chaos in terms of hockey. He like, I mean, he's he's a Preds fan, and I totally get that. I totally get that. But it's gross. I understand embracing chaos. It's just that I don't know. I live in a city with a lot of rats, and while I I don't mind, like I'm not scared of rats or anything. Like they're not gross to me when they're alive, but when they're dead, it's just like they're dirty. That, well, yeah, we have a mouse in my house right now. Um, but the difference between a dead mouse and a dead rat is, like, enormous. Rats are mind. big. Rats are fucking big, dude. Yeah. And there's s- creepy, like, skin tails. Like, like imagine the thing about the rat toss, rat the rat trick, is if you're a Panthers fan, you have to, A, go out and get a dead rat from where God knows one? where. That's some Florida shit right there. You have to put that rat in a location on your body where it will not be searched when you get into the arena. Do people like put it in like a plastic bag and then put it in their pants? Like I, I don't want to think about. That's still so gross to me. That's so many steps too. You just are carrying this dead like literal vermin next to your skin for, a, and you have to like sit with it in the stands and wait <laughs> until the right time, and then you have to hold it in your hand and then throw it. And then throw it. Like, the just the mechanics of that are so nasty to me. I mean, I also think the catfish toss is weird. Like, there's all those. I'm oh, I think so it's hilarious. I'm so sorry for, like, because, like, Nashville, the Predators, not all teams have ice girls. But Nashville has ice girls. Yeah. So you see these, like, cute girls who are all dressed up and, like, they're holding dead fish. I feel so sorry for them. I feel like the difference between the catfish toss and like the when the Red Wings, when they do the octopus, is that those are both things that you eat. So you're used to seeing them dead and like they're sold like that. You know, they come. You're not just seeing dead rats. You don't have to go out and seek out a dead octopus like on the street somewhere. Yeah, like, do you think they go to a pet store? Like, one dead rat, please. <laughs> God. Don't, I feel like a lot of people in Florida also own snakes. Like, big snakes. Because I, I, I think there was, there was a problem a few years ago with people releasing, like... Oh, yeah, they would get, they would get snakes uh, into the wild. Pythons. Yeah. yeah, because they would get too big to keep them domesticated. And they'd be like, well, I guess I better go drop these off in the Everglades or what the fuck ever. <laughs> Florida's not legal. <laughs> anyway, where is Florida? Are the Panthers a real team? I'm not really sure. I've never seen them play. This was a good call. I have not reconsidered my stance on the rat toss, though. Hey, it's Catherine. Uh, sorry that I'm late with my question, but... Uh... I'd like you guys to explain to my mom what the crease is. I can actually do this. I don't know what the crease is. I can explain to you too. So the crease is... Is this this sex related? It is not. (laughs) It's not related to sex. So you know the goal. The little blue painted on box with the lines around it. Oh, the the polygon? Polygon. Yes. Like the little painted on box that the goalie stands in. That is the crease. That's the goalie butt crack. Yeah, and it's called that because in the olden days, 
it used to be marked and this is like you know when hockey was played outdoors and stuff it used to be marked by like actual grooves in the ice like they used to like carve it out that seems incredibly unsafe anyway that's the crease it's a nice term for you guys let me use it in a sentence last night at the vegas caps game there was a lot of altercations happening in the crease (laughs) in the second and third periods i love it when my crease gets a lot of action (laughs) sorry sorry everybody by the way you can also dm us you don't have to call us we got a good dm today it's what do i need to know about the coyotes and their seasonal narratives to have fun at a game Wow, well, this is a big Audrey episode. Whew, I'm so glad you asked, dude. Um, the thing about the Coyotes is that they're really easy to root for because they're bad. They're awful. They're bad. They have potential to not be bad. Their fan base is people who live in the Glendale area who do not want to be hot. So they go to a hockey game where it is cold. Mm. The Arizona Coyotes are, first of all, banging throwback jerseys this year if you're into uniforms check out the peyote coyote kachina throwback jerseys that's like reason enough honestly to be a coyotes fan but also they have a lot of uh young players some of whom are good looking max domi got traded last season but they they have alex galchenyuk who got traded from the habs this season oh yeah he's he's cute he's a cutie he is injured right now for the next couple he's gonna be out for the next couple of weeks but if you like a good, like, dirty, scruffy-looking boy, Alex Galchenyuk is your man. He's very dirty-looking. There also are a lot of um, salacious rumors surrounding his past when he was with the Habs and um, some disciplinary trouble that he got into involving a fight with his girlfriend <laughs> that was spurred by maybe some unconventional... Uh, sexual encounters uh, <laughs> yeah like like he didn't hit her yeah she, she hit him she hit him there was a whole thing there was a whole thing we'll talk about that at some point that, that'll be a fun episode uh, there's also it's one of those teams where because the hockey market is difficult in phoenix but there are a lot of farm teams and stuff and mm-hmm. and and more and more young kids are learning to play hockey in phoenix and that's that's where austin matthews grew up who's like one of, of the all-stars of the league the fan base that is there is very dedicated. and It's like Vegas, kind of. Yeah, if you go to a game, you'll see a lot of people bring their kids, which is great. It's like a whole family. It's a family thing. Mm-hmm. And the players are very dedicated to the community also. So uh, we're not going to do like a full – because we'll do an Arizona Coyotes episode at some point in the future, God willing. But yeah, like watch a game. They won – they beat the Ducks last night. I have hope. I think they're going to make the playoffs this year. Oh, honey. The West Go is not bad. Go Yotes. <laughs> Audrey is the eternal optimist here. He just Try to them. send positive vibes to my boys. Okay, I really need to put makeup on for this date. Christina has to go because she has an engagement. A prior engagement with a man. Audrey, Audrey can't relate. <laughs> Fully unfamiliar with this. I'm going to probably look out the window and think about Tyson Berry some more while you're gone. I'm just going to lay back and think of Dylan Larkin, my 23-year-old <laughs> prince. So we will put up a poll this coming weekend when this episode comes probably out. Sunday. Yeah, probably Sunday. About um, who we want to watch this coming week. Thank Keep you, voting. friends, for listening and giving us feedback. That's largely positive. That's really <laughs> nice. If you want to review us on iTunes, 
that would be super nice too you don't have to i'm not putting any pressure on you you actually do have to i say you have to if anybody works for spindrift seltzer and wants to get a, a sponsorship on this show Please I would love DM that. Us. Please send me some free seltzer. People have been asking, and I'm going to get us on Stitcher this week. Oh, yeah. That would be... We're going to try and, you know, expand for yeah, people Yeah, Stitcher and Spotify. That's... that's quote, quote, unquote, Google phones or whatever it is. Google Music. Google Play. So that's not real. Some of us use that. Have fun tonight. Bye, Audrey. I love you. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. See you next week.